Hi, this is Apostle Guillermo Maldonado. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that this message empowers you in your walk with God and in your purpose. Enjoy. Amen. I'm honored to be in this house. Good to see you all here. I'm so excited to be with you. God is doing so much things. And isn't it interesting that whatever God is doing, he includes us. And so uh, this morning I'm speaking to you on the honor factor. I want you to look at the person next to you and say the honor factor. And I want to welcome all of you that's watching this by way of the internet. God bless you. I believe that God is going to touch and change your life. I, I believe many things right now. I believe that in this new norm, it's caused God to come in your home. And I believe that God is going to, God is not limited to a place or a thing. He's God. And so who he is here is who he is in your home. He's the healer, the deliverer, the provider, the way maker. He is God. So I'm asking you right now as you are at home to remove the distractions. If you were here, you wouldn't be cooking. If you were here, you would not be, you know, there's just a lot of things you just wouldn't be doing because you recognize you're in the house of God. Well, right now, your home is the house of God. So I want you right now to cut off everything around you, remove the static, and hear what God is saying to you. Because I tell you, if there's ever a time that God is speaking and he's looking for ears to hear it, it is now. And you are, and your faith is in proportion to what you hear of the word. So if there's no word, there is no faith. And so I want you in your home right now to just just be disciplined. Just be disciplined because God has his eye on you. Amen. Amen. So this morning I'm speaking to you on the honor factor. Honor means different things to different people. But in Hebrew, there's many variations of what the word honor means. And so I'm gonna give you just one of the many that I do have, just for you to know where we are going. One of the definitions of honor is recognition. Say the word recognition. Say it again. Recognition. You honor somebody for who they are and for what they've done. And if you don't recognize what I've done, then it's hard for you to honor me for who I really am. You are what you do. You are not what you say. You are what you do. And so honor today is a word that in, that in society is lost. Honor today is a word that in society is lost. Honor today even in our homes is lost such an important ingredient for the blessing of God to come in your life, but yet it's, it's the thing that is overlooked, honor. So we're going to talk about the honor factor, and I'm going to use some of the scriptures that you are familiar with, and then I'm going to get into the things that I want you to really hear and by the way of the Spirit. Hear it very clearly. I want you to hear this clearly. Matthew chapter 6 Verse 9, the Our Father prayer starts out with a revelation of God as Father. Now, I want you to notice, as simple as it is, I want you to digest it in a way you've never digested before. Because when you say the term Father, as you know, the Father is the life source. He is the source of all. 
So when we come before God, we must recognize and honor him as the source of all. And if we see him as the source of all, we will never look to another. So he says, so the word says, our father was shot in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Not Howard, but hallowed. Now, hallow, as you know, is another word for honor. Now, listen to this. Say the word honor. Notice there is no declaration of the kingdom until honor is first observed. So where there is no honor, the kingdom can't come. Where there is no honor, God will not stay. Then in Revelation Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Thou art worthy. I want you to notice the word. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So the first thing that we have to understand is, is that God is worthy of honor. God should not have to fight for honor. It should not be a struggle for you to honor God. If you struggle to honor God, it means, number one, you've removed God from his rightful place. And you begin to put other things or other people above God. So it's very, very, very important. The Bible says, Thou art what? Worthy. To receive what? So honor is something that God has to what? Receive. And so we now look in Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with wealth. God always expects you to honor him with what he has given you. Because if you don't, you are not saying to God that he is your source. And so, honor the Lord with your wealth. Or your version says substance, because I'm bringing to you from the Amplified Bible. Now, I know God talks King James. I understand that. But I'm reading to you from the Amplified Bible. So it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crop. Then your barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now, I'm going to say this to you by way of, and I'm going to be very careful how I say it because I've got a lot of teaching on it, and some of it's a little different, so I'm going to really tailor make it for where you are and what you know. Okay, in understanding the economy of God, say the word, the economy of God. I can tell you in, in 47 years of being in ministry, 47 years, I'm telling you something that I struggle to say. The church, up until now, still does not understand the economy of God and how the blessing works because it doesn't understand it. Let me prove it to you right now. How many of you here are in open now? And I'm not talking about what you believe. I'm talking about what you practically have right now. How many of you right now are in a state of overflow? Wave your hands. You're in a state of real biblical overflow. Now watch this now. I'm scanning this audience. And by any measure, this is, a, this is what Americans call a mega church. Okay. No more than 10 hands went up. Now, hear me, 
either the message is wrong or there's something that we don't know. Now, the Bible says my people are what? Destroyed. Did you pass away or are you there? It says my people are what? For what? Okay, so for you to come into it, for you to remove it, for you to remove the curse of not having, then there's some things we're going to have to understand. Do I make sense to you? I am like this. If I don't know a thing, I'm going to be honest enough and tell you I don't know. I'm not going to stand up here and say, well, could be, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't have time to give you a hypothetical. If I don't know, I don't know. But if I know, I'm going to tell you. And so now, from this perspective now, hear me. Hear me clearly. Because this is, there's a real distinction here, and I'm being very careful how I say it. The church doesn't understand the blessing of the tithe, even though you tithe. The church doesn't understand offerings. You understand an offering. The church really doesn't understand first fruits. Now, all of these things determine if you're going to live in overflow and increase and excess. Because hear me clearly, if I was in a Jewish temple right now or a synagogue, hear me, I hate to say this right now, this is where they have the church beat. Because they understand the Old Testament. They understand the, first of all, they understand offerings and they understand the different type of offerings and they understand the feast offerings and they understand the law of first fruits. So when you say now first fruit, hear me clearly, let me give you the distinction between the first fruit. By definition, when you say fruit, what does that mean? Now, come on, you're intelligent people. What does it mean? If you say fruit, what does it mean? Oh, Lord, okay. Let me tell you. Okay, if you say fruit, that means there's been a harvest. Did you pass away? Are you there? I said that means there has been a what? Harvest. Okay, so when you say you're given a first fruit, you're given the whole thing. Okay, now the tithe is different. The tithe is not the whole. The tithe is the tenth. Hello? Okay, so if the tithe is the tenth, and the Bible says when you tithe, he says I'll rebuke the devourer. So what is the tithe? The tithe is the access back into the wealth of God. That's the tithe. Okay, now understanding these different offerings, it determines how the blessings will come in your life. So now he then says, now, honor the Lord. Say the word honor. Say it again. Honor, 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 honor. Now, in times like these, and I want you to understand that in these times, the economy of man is not stable. The economy of man is not guaranteed. We are right now, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, I shouldn't be talking like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. For the last several years, we have been, as a nation, we have been in what I call beast mode. The economy of the beast is getting ready to come on the earth. And you're going to understand, the Bible says you're not going to be able to what, buy nor trade. That's how an economy circulates and grows. So if you, the church, don't come into this blessing and into this prosperity that God has, and I must tell you, the difference between the prosperity of man and the prosperity of God is this. Number one, the prosperity of God is supernatural. And it is not subjected to change. Everybody else might be in recession, okay? That's not an excuse for you to be in recession. You say, why? Because your God is over, above, and beyond, and he's not subjected to the circumstances of man. So if you've made man your source, 
And if you've made the government your source, then in the days ahead, it's going to be real hard for you. And we're seeing the makings of it now. So you must, as you know, so the scripture then says, honor the Lord with your what? Wealth, your substance. And, and as you know, and is a conjunctional word. It says, and with the first fruits of all your crops or income, then your barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will what? Overflow. Look at the person next to you and say, overflow. Say it again. Say it one more time. So based on Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10, based on Matthew 6, verse 9, based on Revelations 4, verse 11, the conclusion must be that God is worthy to receive honor. Is that the conclusion? Okay, so if you have a problem with that, something is wrong with that, with you. All given begins as an act of worship. Hear this now, hear it again. All given begins as an act of worship. He's the God of glory and honor. Say it with me. Glory and honor is synonymous, say it again, synonymous with God. Okay, now as the act of worship, hear what it says now, hear it again now, because this to me is powerful. There is no glory where there is no honor. Now when we say that, let me explain to you what the glory is. Just... Let me just encapsulate about 800 teachings and just say it to you in a few sentences. No, literally. What is the glory of God? The glory of God is heaven's federal reserves. It's where the divine supplies of God is for his people. And the glory is accessed by way of honor. Now, when you honor, there's an exchange from heaven to earth. You say, what is the exchange? When you honor, God turns around and favors you. So, hear it again now. So, watch this now. So, where there is no honor... There is no favor given. And so much of what God does on the earth is tied to favor. Everything on the earth moves through favor. So on the earth, it's not what you know, it's who you know. God will connect you to people and places in moments in time that ordinarily you would not have access to. God will shift things. God will cause you to go into places, he'll give you access into the secret places. That is favor. I said that is favor. But how do you access that kind of favor? You don't access favor until you understand the law of honor. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Turn to the person next to you and say honor and favor. So hear it again. Let's hear it again now. So remember I said now, where there is no glory, there will be no honor. Because they're both synonymous. Hear this now. How you honor God determines how much of the glory that will show up in your life. Now, this is the deficit here right now in the church. It's of how much of the glory can you have in your life. And what does the glory do? What does his presence do? It's very interesting. If you look at the children of Israel for 40 years, they lived in the wilderness, needed nothing. 
the presence. The presence. We're doing a lot of things because of the lack of the presence. But where the presence of the Lord is, there is, this is the time to say it, there is divine health. Divine health. In other words, do you know what it is to not be, can you imagine, to have a divine immunity to outside forces where your body can stand up to anything the devil throws at it. That is divine immunity that can only but come from his presence. For 40 years, the children of Israel lived in that place. Now, to me, this is very interesting because this, is, this, is, this to me is something I think the church is struggling with because I want this to come in your spirit for it to become a lifestyle. How you honor God will determine how much of the glory that will show up in your life. Now, that being true, we then get to this point. Honor can be proportional. Say the word proportional. Do you know why honor can be proportional? Because in the natural world, even favor is proportional. You help me, so I feel obligated to. So there is a favor that is proportional. Say the word proportional. Let me just show it to you. The scripture says, and it, and it really hits my spirit real strong, because there's so much in it. Listen to this. 1 Samuel 2, verse 30. I want you at home to, be, to really stay with this. 1 Samuel 2, verse 30. It says, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, be it far from me, for, for them that honor me. Now here's now, even God is showing this right now. It's not just on the earth amongst men. God now says now, for them that honor me, I will honor them. Say it with me. I will honor them. And hear this now. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So when God now says now, so I'm going to honor them that honor me, there's one word that should come to your mind out of that statement. You know what that word is? Covenant. So honor is in proportion to what? Your keeping of the covenant. So when you don't keep it, now please, now hear me, brethren. God is many things, but one thing that everybody can agree on, God is sovereign. He makes no mistakes. There are things that he does that you and I might not understand. It doesn't change the fact that God is sovereign. So that means if he says a thing, he will do a thing. If you've not received what you said you're believing the Lord for, the fault cannot be with God. It must be something that we're not doing. Because he says again, I will honor them that honor me. So if no honor is showing up, in your life, there is a loophole in your life where you are not honoring God. Now, there are different levels of honor. There are different levels of honor. Say it with me, different levels of honor. Say it again, different levels of honor. So then, if there are different levels of honor, this is something we must understand. It is true to say that you can initiate in your life a higher level of honor. You say, what would you have to do? Number one, 
you would have to change what you give. That was an exciting amen. I said you would have to change what you give. Even if you go to the bank and you get and you want to open an account, do you notice that there are certain accounts that there are more privileges attached to? Simply because of the kind of an account that it is, those privileges are automatically extended to you. Okay, you cannot give on one level and then say you're looking for another. You cannot, please hear me, you cannot be honoring God with Ford money and be looking for a phantom. It just does not work. Are you hearing me? You have to change how much you honor God. Because remember what I said to you five minutes ago, because honor is in proportion too. So when God sees that, he'll give you an upgrade. If you're looking for an upgrade from man and you've not given God an upgrade in your giving, then even though the economy might be what it is, but you're going to find out that your pattern of life and your pattern of living stays the same. So the onus is on you to change what you give. Amen. I, amen. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. <laughs> so in other words, honor is covenant-based. Now hear this now. Second Timothy Sorry, sec, sorry, 2 Samuel 24, verse 24. Hear what King David said now. And the king said unto Arana, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord, unto the Lord my God, of that which does not cost me. Say it again. 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 Okay, hear me clearly. This is something that I'm, I'm going to share my own life with you. And I think it's going to help you to really understand this. I remember the first time when I gave a huge offering before God. I remember it. You know why I remember it? Because I remembered what it cost. I remember the warfare. I remember the struggle to give it. Because what you've never given before, you've never had before. God can't give you what you've never had before till you give him something you've never given to him before. I, I'm telling you before God, I, re, I, mean, I can say it clearly. I remember the first time when I gave a hundred English pounds. It was been 30 years ago. I remember that. I remember the first time I gave a thousand. I remember the first time I gave 10,000. I remember the first time I gave 20,000, 30,000. The list goes on. And I can tell you something. At every point in my life, I realized that when you get to a certain place, you can't plant the seeds of old. Because your lifestyle is not going down. Your lifestyle is going up. So, you, do you hear what I'm saying? So if you're, if you're giving less and you're looking for more, you're in the spirit of deception. Anytime you give something and it really is something that's from a deep place in your life, you will remember it forever. Does that make sense to you? Because, because hear me, the first of anything changes everything. It's a law of business. Hear me, if you're a business person and, you, and you're in the marketplace, hear what I'm telling you. The first of anything, the first of anything makes money. 
The second of anything is a copy. It's not the same. And so you have to understand. That's why there's a lot of people copying certain things. But when you get into copying, after a while, after a while, it's not the same reality because the root is missing. And so you have to understand that when you give God something you've never given before, trust me when I tell you this, it opens up a world to you that you've never had before. It opens up a world to you where you can receive things from places that were not open to you. So David said, I will not give what doesn't cost anything. So you know what that means? And, and I want you to hear, hear me in perspective. See, please don't mishear me. So do you understand why? $1,000 now for some of you, not all of you, speak, you understand I'm speaking in general. You understand now that $1,000 now, it would no longer move you. You know why? You've done it many, many times. Now watch this now. If it's not going to move you, if it's not going to change you, then it's not going to change God. So something has to happen on the inside where we recognize that we have the ability to change our lives when we come into an understanding of honor. Where you're going in life, you're not going where everybody else is going. So your pathway is completely different. I cannot afford to not honor. Is there anybody here that can afford to not honor? Because so much of what God has done in our lives, if you check it, it's been through honor. So if you was to lift that honor, First of all, if you was to lift that honor, you wouldn't be driving the car you're driving. If the honor was to lift, you would not be in the house that you're in. Honor is even how some of you even got married. How you even met the person. It was that, I mean, God gave you the right person, the right, I mean, you hear what I'm saying? If you remove the honor factor, your world would crumble. So you understand, the kingdom came out of honor. Abba, Father, we shout in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. But it can't come where there's no honor established. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Say the word again, honor. So in honoring somebody, it's how you, it's how you see them. It's how you recognize them. Now hear me clearly. If you don't recognize somebody for who they are, this is what you're going to find out. They can't be who they are to you. Well, we know that because, for example, the Bible says, he that receives a prophet in the... Shall what? Receive a prophet. Okay, but if I'm a prophet and you don't recognize it, you can't get that blessing because the key is the recognition of what that person is carrying. Because what that person is carrying is what you're going to get something out of. Never, you are, let me tell you something. You are, you are wasting your time if you're amongst people who don't recognize who you are. I'm trying to tell you. If you're trying to be something to them that you're not, it's going to show. But the bottom line of it is this, don't disclose yourself to everybody. Don't. Don't. Don't, no, no. Don't be too eager to be, get rid of the ego. If people don't recognize you, so what? So what? They don't need to know. They don't need to know. The woman at the well, oh my goodness, the woman at the well, Jesus gave her one word of knowledge. And he said, I perceive you're a prophet. You can't honor who you don't recognize. And until you honor, until you, you can't, so, so in other words, recognition comes out of honor. Then when I know that you recognize who I am, then I can minister to you in the fullness of who I am. 
So in other words, when you recognize God as God, he can totally be God to you in every shape and in every form, and he will not hold back nothing. Because when you don't hold anything back, God will not hold anything back in your life. It is a principle. Now, listen to this, 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 listen to this. Listen to this. Please, if you've not written this down, please write these things down quickly. The revelation of God is Father and honor and the source. So then given, given is the action of honor. Revelation determines how we see a thing. How you see a thing is how you're going to honor it. All giving, say the word honor. You watch in visit home, say honor. Say it again. Okay, listen to this now. In fact, let me say this to you. There is a part in honor. But if I'm to be honest with you, I've not seen much even amongst church folk. There is a level of honor that is based on the death of the flesh. You have to be dead to your flesh to prefer somebody over you. Notice how some of you had to... You have to be dead to your flesh in order to prefer somebody over you who sometimes might not be what you have, who, who may well not have what you have. But the principle of honor. Mm. I tell you something, when the church, if the church starts doing that, you're going to have more breakthroughs. In, in business than you've ever had in your life. I have to stay on, I have to stay on topic and stay on point. Here is now. So, so here is now, please. All giving is from a state of awe because it's the act of worship. The first of anything is the head. And the determining factor of everything else, it's the standard. The first of anything will determine the level of the blessings. Okay, now this is what I want to really get into. All, all given. Keeping your mind worship now. All giving is two things. Do you want to know about it? Yes. yes. All giving is two things. Are you ready to hear it? Okay, I'm going to tell you. And never forget this as long as you live. All giving is two things. And this is what they are. Giving is either a reset or a new beginning. So that means if you give Sakaboshai, when you give what you've never given before, that's a new beginning. That's a new path. If you give what you normally give, it's not an increase, it's a reset. Now, God's people right now, now you're going to hear what I'm saying. God's people right now have chosen a reset over a new beginning. Because you're too busy looking back on what you've lost. To really understand that what's past is past. 
and the new is greater than what you've ever had before. And you have to be willing to let go of the past as good as it might have been, it has served its time. Move on to a new beginning. Move on to a new economy. You can choose a reset or you can choose a new beginning. Now, you understand that that's almost a play on words, but if you're intelligent, you'll know it's different even though it is a play on words. Because how many of you here know a reset is a beginning, but it's not a new beginning? So in other words, not all beginnings are new. And so why Shahai? And what's happening in the churches is it's the language of the reset you're hearing. And what's happened right now is even in the church world, even where we are right now here in this church world, it's not a reset. You can't rebuild what was. If you rebuild what was, you have the same problem again. It is not a reset God is doing. You say, what is God doing? He's doing a new thing. He is bringing a new beginning. The old is past. The old is dead. And it will never come back again. This for the church, and I'm speaking right now in the life of this church, is not a reset. It's a new beginning. So if you try to look back to what was to identify and feel comfortable, you're going to have a hard time trying to live in the new when you have the templates of the past. Turn to the person next to you and say a new beginning. So what will your offerings do? What will, your offer, what will your offerings do? Two things, if you really understand them. Two things it will do. Either give you a reset, or it will give you a new beginning. Now, you can plant what I call, what I've been calling, the Genesis seed. The Genesis seed is the seed that you've never ever given to God before. It is the seed of the beginning of millions. It can be the seed of the beginning of thousands. You say, why are you talking in that dimension? Because that's the genesis you need. Now, hear what I'm telling you right now. I know what I'm, I know what I'm telling you. Because with what God is doing right now, if we keep doing resets in our giving, you're, never gonna, you're not going to have the breakthrough you're looking for. What if I said to you that God is going to bring things to you that you've never had before, but it's contingent on a Genesis seed? It's contingent on that. You, you understand now what the first fruit is. The first fruit is the whole. You understand that? It's the whole of the, it's the, it's the fruit. That's why it's called fruit. There cannot be a fruit lest there has been a what? Harvest. So at your job, as you would know, it could be your first month. It could be your first week. You know, according to how you get paid. So you understand the principle. You understand that the tithe is your duty before the Lord. The tithe is the riaboshai. The tithe is the removing of the curse. Because the word says, because you've not tithed, he then said, you're cursed with the curse. So that means only the tithe can remove the curse. All right? So we have to say, if you want the curse removed, get back to your tithing. If you want the flow of the increase to come, get back into understanding the principle of first fruits. Now, hear me now. When you give it all to God, let me tell you what you've done, basically. You've submitted to the sovereignty of God. 
That's when God begins to do things in dimensions that he's never done in your life before. Mm-hmm. Amen. So two things about giving. What did I say? But it is. What did I say to you? Is it? It is. See if you remember it. Come on, talk to me. Okay, I've got three minutes to hit this. Okay. The reason being why you need to understand this, why you need to understand is because of this. Because, because of the curse, sorry, because the curse of Genesis still rests on the earth. So that means every time you tithe, you're redeeming the earth. You, okay, you ain't ready to move on. Genesis 3, 17 to 19. And, and unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of your wife, watch that one, and has eaten of the tree of which I have commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is what? The ground. For who? For who? Now notice, he cursed the ground, not the man. Now, watch this now. So in other words, when the ground sees man, there's a word that's in the earth that when the earth sees a man, the earth knows just what to do. The earth says, I'm not going to yield to you like I, like I used to. I'm going to take my time. What you're used to me doing, quick, quick, quick. He said, because of this, I can take my time and give back to you. The curse broke down the speed of the yield. Curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it. And the days of thy life, falls and thistles, shall it bring upon thee. Thou shalt eat the herbs of the field, and in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return on the ground. Out of the ground was thou taken, and for the dust fell out, and unto dust thou shalt return. Hear me. That's why, Akaboshai, that's why every time the curse is where? Say it again. Say it again. So that's why, that's why every time you give, something breaks in the earth. Oh my God. You didn't hear it. I said every time you give, something breaks over the earth. But when you don't give it, you bring back the curse. I'm going to say it again. Every time you give, every time you tithe, every time you bring the first fruit, the whole of anything, it shatters something. It breaks the ceiling of your prosperity. It breaks the ceiling of your blessing. God begins to highlight you before a people you would never be seen in the face of. Hear it. Now, here, 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 I'm going to take five more minutes. Listen to this. Listen to this, because this is important. Understanding the rhythm of the flow. Understanding the rhythm of the flow. Hear this now. Exodus 22, 29. Thou shalt not delay. Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits. And of thy liquor, oh, watch that one. And of thy liquors, the firstborn of thy sons, thou shalt give unto me. And what is the principle? Thou shalt what? Not delay. Do you know that with God, debt begins when you hold on to a thing? I'm going to say it to you again. Debt begins when you hold on to the thing that you are to give. You say, why? Because God knows what you have and he knows when you're supposed to give it. So when you don't give it, where when you give it, it brings multiplication. Where when you don't give it, it brings the multiplication of debt. And what happens is you you end up spending it on things you didn't want to spend it on. You say, why? Because you misunderstood the principle. It says without, it says without what? Without delay. Don't hold on to it. What are you waiting for? Give it to the Lord. Oh my goodness gracious me. Hear this, hear this again. And I promise you I'll stop here. 
Second, second Chronicles, it's in the Bible. Second Chronicles 31, verse 4 and 5. Moreover, he commanded the people that dwelled in Jerusalem to give the portion of the priests and the Levites, and that they might be encouraged in the law of God. And as, and hear the word now, and as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance. That's what he said, as soon. Can you imagine when God's people come to the place where they can't wait to give it? You can't wait to give it. I said, you can't wait to give it because you know what God's about to do in your life. The blessings are about to come. There is a release coming in your life in the name of Jesus. I'm not done, but I'm going to stop there. Hear me. We're going to stop now. And I want to say this to you. You at home. You at home. You here. God's ways are not man's ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so God's ways higher than yours. We know that. That's fact. God's blessings are contingent on the law of honor. And all honor is two things. One, it's an act of worship. And in honoring, you prioritize. The first of anything is God's. The first child that came out your womb, whether or not you realize it, whether it be a girl or a boy, it's God's. Your first paycheck, a first fruit, you already know, it's God's. You say, well, how am I going to live? That's where faith comes in. Hear me. Because where there is no faith, you can't receive. So this is what we're going to do this morning. This is what we're going to do this morning. The Word says to bring your first fruits to the Lord. And the Bible teaches that in the, it, the Bible teaches it. God, it teaches it. It teaches that when you bring the first fruits, you bring it not to the altar. It says you bring it to the priests. It must be put in the hands of the priests for the priests to bless it. Now, when the priest blesses it, the Bible then says that the blessing will rest. It will, in other words, it will stay. The blessing won't be a visitation. It's going to stay. You are going to be able to live out of that overflow. You're going to be able to live out of that blessing. In a time of great insecurity, in a time where nothing in the natural world is guaranteed, you have to have the blessing of the Lord. And so, there are those of you here, you've done your first fruits. But I heard a word last night. In fact, I was out to dinner with some very dear friends of mine. And uh, me and Marina, we heard this word. And we heard the word of the Lord say, bring your baskets. Bring your baskets. Bring your baskets. You want to hear the term what I'm saying? Bring your baskets. When the Lord was going to turn water into wine, he said, bring, fetch them. You know what your baskets are today? The accounts where you have your money. The Lord is getting ready to fill your baskets. The Lord is going to visit every basket that you have. Some of them are very low. Some of them really need a real increase from God. But God is going to visit your baskets. 
I'm telling you what I know. For the word of the Lord is this. Spring is going to come early. You know what that means? There's going to be a boshabosai. That means there's going to be a harvest before there's a harvest. There's going to be a harvest ahead of time of the normal harvests that you would get before. For the Lord says, I'm doing something ahead of time. And the word says, I tell you of them before they spring forth. This is that day. This is that day. And so those of you who've done your first fruits, the Lord bless you. Watch what God's going to do. God's going to do something supernatural. But for those of you, but for those of you who have not, I don't encourage you to understand the importance of the first fruits. The important thing of the first fruits is the priest must bless it. You can't say, well, I'm just going to give it to God. No, it must be put in the hands of the priest. If you, if you bring it and the priest doesn't bless it, there's no record of it. It's the equivalent to you going to the bank, making a deposit, and there's no receipt. Do you understand the principle? So this morning, this is what we're going to do. Those of you who are going to bring your first fruits, I'm going to give you two free minutes to come down to this side of the aisle. And there are those, yeah, I just feel this. There are those of you online right now. You haven't sown the first fruit. The Lord wants you to sow the first fruit. The first fruit. The first fruit. The first of anything belongs to God. What you separate to God, God separate, I just heard this. What you give to God, God separates you from the earth of what's coming to the earth. I want all of you who are bringing your first fruits, understand it, the priest has to bless it. I want you please to stand in line. Stand in line. There's gonna be an opening in your life. Listen to what I'm telling you. I, I, I don't, I say very respectfully, I know what I can, I'm not talking about your tithes and your offerings. Please be seated. I want those who bring their first fruits, I want you to be, I want you to really understand what you're doing. Because I'm here, I'm here in the Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to do this in these free, in fact, to be honest with you, this is the first church, and I preached in about two or three since the years began, this is the first church where I've done this. I've not even done this in my own meetings yet because I haven't had my own meeting in Dallas yet, so you're very fortunate. You who are in the congregation right now, just listen to me closely. Everybody in these lines, you know it's your first fruits. But I want all of you who are seated to listen to me good. Remember, musicians under my voice. Musicians under my voice. Under. Okay, perfect, okay. I want every one of you in the congregation to understand, to prepare your tithe. You who are watching this online, prepare for tithe. The tithe is the removing of the curse. Every time you don't tithe, the curse is reborn. Okay, so remember the tithe. Then remember, it's the offering that determines multiplication, not the tithe. So if you want miracle multiplication, it is tithe to the dimension you give it. Now, get ready to do that. Get ready to do that. But you hear right now on the sound of my voice. This is the challenge of heaven right now. Right now. This is the challenge of heaven. In fact, you know something? Let's do this right now. You who are bringing your first fruits, can the ministers come down there, River? Oh, yeah, yeah, they can come down. If you already gave your first fruit, already blessed, but the rest of the people you haven't given your first fruit, you can come in when I release the blessing yes. to you. So the rest, stand up, Yes. and I want you to, uh, to let's go, start coming up, and as you speak to the camera, Paola, where's the camera? Okay, I can speak to the camera? Yeah, please. Okay. In the meantime, uh, the rest of it, let's, let's the, the priest bless you. If you bring in the first fruit or part of the first fruit, if you're already being blessed, you can stay there. 
Okay. Elders, can you help me? Yeah, okay. Uh, to bless the people. So those of you watching me online right now, me to bless the people. this There's is the challenge that the Lord has put in my spirit for you this morning. It's for you, it's for you to release a Genesis seed. The Genesis seed. Come on, let's go. Bless. Many of you are there. Remember, get your fix, prepare I'll your time. But this Let's morning, there is the Genesis, the Genesis offering. It is the seed of the new beginning, Genesis. Say the word where you are, Genesis. If you need a new beginning in your finances, it has to be a new seed. If you sow what you normally sow, you're going to have a reset. But if you sow something you've never sowed before, that is a Genesis seed. That's the seed of a new beginning. If you keep sowing in the dimension where you get 30-fold, you're gonna find out that's what you're gonna always get. But there is something you must do. You must sow the seed of a Genesis. When you sow the seed of a Genesis, God will open to you doors that have been closed. He will open up windows for you that have never been opened. And you know, one of the things that the Lord showed me when, he, when I was taken to heaven was this, and you're the second people I'm sharing this with. Did you know there's a part in, in heaven where no angels have been in? I'll never forget one day I was taken to a door in heaven, and while the glory was around the courtyards where I was, I was taken to a room and I saw angels outside it. And I said, Lord, why are they outside? And he said to me, because they've never seen what is inside. And the Lord said to me, there are riches, there are blessings here that eyes have not seen. He said, angels haven't seen. And I said, Lord, what are these? He said, this is for my remnant church. And so as you sow, that Genesis seed, the seed of a new beginning, the Lord says, I'm going to begin to release things from that secret place in the heavens. So I want you right now to go online and sow that and mark it down, however you mark it down, my Genesis seed. This is not the day of a reset. This is the day of a new beginning. Please, right now, go online and sow that seed. You right now who are in this building, prepare your Genesis offering. Prepare it unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. And can I have the Ephesians help me with the offering in the congregation? You may distribute the baskets to receive the people's tithe and offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hand Hallelujah. 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 Remember, if you already gave your first food, you can give your regular offering, those that are watching by the internet. Text to give 58782 online. And you can go online. KingJesusMinistry.org. Or you can call to the call center. Remember, we ask him for the... the uh, the petition, do you have the prayer petitions? The prayer petition, I want you to put it in the box outside. We are praying for the prayer petition. In this first fruit, if you're here in the congregation, I want you to fill this out. We're praying for this all the time. There's petitions, prayer petitions you have, and we're gonna be praying for it. So please put it in the back out, box outside and fill it out. Those that are watching by the internet, you can call to the call center, and we're gonna be praying for you. Father, we thank you. Can you bless the first fruit and the tithe and offering, Apostle? Even though...
with something, but let me, re let me reiterate it. There are, there's, first, there's a first fruit text number that you can text, first fruits. And then there's a, we have to separate it. Like how your accounts are separated, first fruits. So we want you to text your first fruits to that number you see. Your offering, we want you to text to the other number. Because I believe these are the days, these are the days of supernatural increase where there's coming a visitation of God to the finances of his people. So I want you right now to obey the Lord and give. Father Momoshe, Father in the name of Jesus right now, I speak to the dominions right now that have been close to your people. I command them now to open, open in the name of Jesus and let every opposition to their financial destiny be removed in the name of the Lord. Now, Lord, fulfill your promise. Lord, they brought the first fruit, they brought the tithe, they brought an offering. Now, Lord, you're obligated to bring the overflow to your people. And Lord, as a priest, I bless. Yes, Lord. I Come on, receive bless. the blessing. I Yes, Lord. The people. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together. Thank you, Apostle. Can you lift your hands and worship together? Thank you for tuning in. If you were blessed by this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share it with a friend. If you need prayer, we have a team ready to pray for you. Just call the number 305-382-3171. 305-382-3171. If you would like more content that empowers your faith, visit King Jesus TV. Again, King Jesus TV. I love you. God bless you. Thank you.